Hello and welcome back to my podcast, Bootstrap Digest, with me, Ashley Baxter. Today I am talking about how With Jack's rebrand has performed four months on, so if you haven't listened to the earlier episode where I talk about the process and reasons behind With Jack's rebrand, you might want to do that, but with this one I'm actually going to dive into the numbers ooh, and share the stats and compare it to how it was performing before. A lot of the time redesigns can be unnecessary and we do it just to scratch our own creative itch. You have to understand why you're choosing to redesign something. So the goal of With Jack's redesign was to do a better job of showing the value of insurance and explain how it can help freelancers. It was to show With Jack is growing up and moving into a new exciting stage of its life. And it was also to illustrate that Jack will be there for you, watching over you and ready to act when you need him. Not only did we make aesthetic changes with the rebrand, but we also rolled out instant quotes. I personally love how the redesign turned out and the response from customers and the general public has been really positive, but I won't lie, once the post-launch dust had settled, there was one niggling fear that I had. Will this new website still make money? Because prior to the redesign, I was manually processing everything and I'd gotten to the point where I was shipping an average of £9,000 of products a month through the website, which is pretty good. And launching instant quotes was scary because I'd refined those processes over two years. I was converting 44% of quotes to customers through a combination of the conversational form, scripts that I'd experiment with and well-timed follow-ups. However, I really knew that ultimately I wanted to automate the entire process and remove myself from the customer journey so people could buy and manage their insurance with just a few clicks of a button. And this redesign was a step towards that. Plus, not going to lie, I was really looking forward to having more of my time freed up from not having to manually process everything. So with that out of the way, let's take a look at the numbers. Um, How has the redesign and new quote system converted now that it's been live for four months? Well, I've sold 181 policies, uh, which is £48,400 of sales. And if we compare that to the previous four months where I was manually processing things and we had the old brand, I'd sold 141 policies which was £38,850 of sales. So there is an increase. However, it is worth mentioning, this is very important, we launched the redesign at the quietest time of the year. November and December uh, see a dramatic dip in sales, especially December over the, the week of Christmas, I actually only sold one policy, one policy for £168. But it is a relief to see that the numbers have gone up despite lower activity over those months. And it'll be really interesting to revisit this a year down the line when we compare both the kind of quiet periods to one another. So the answer to my question, will this new website still make money, is yes. Phew, we can breathe a sigh of relief. So another upside 
to instant quotes is not having to process and follow up with every dead lead that comes through because that was time consuming. Sometimes I'd get to mid-afternoon and I hadn't done any work that would bring people to the websites. So instant quotes eliminates leads that have little to no intention of actually becoming customers. If we zone in in January and can compare the figures to the same time last year, we'll see uh, a pretty good boost. So in January 2019, I sold 67 policies, which is £16,500 of sales. And compare that to January 2018, where I sold 29 policies, which was £7,500 of sales. So that is both a significant increase in policies and premium written. Obviously being profitable was hugely important. It's a business, I run a business, but the goal of the redesign was for other reasons. Like I said, it was namely to do a better job of showing the value of insurance and explain how it can help freelancers. And whilst it is kind of difficult to measure the success of that, you know, signups have grown, the conversion rates increased by 6%, and I generally receive fewer uh, questions from confused freelancers. One thing I was worried about was the decision to not take contact details up front. Uh, as it stands, you can get a price for your insurance without committing any contact details. And that was really just a small way of showing that Withjack respects and puts you first. I decided to do that because of the mistrust around companies selling our data or extracting more information from us than they actually need. So I felt like the right statement to make was, well, we trust you to make a decision that's right for you. And if you think that's with Jack, then we'll take your contact details. So here's a recap from a blog post that I wrote about the redesign on that decision. We made the decision to display the price up front before collecting your contact details. It's potentially a terrible business move as it will reduce my number of follow-ups. It hasn't been long enough to see how this impacts the conversion rate and cash flow, but it feels like the right thing to do. So based on the performance of the new site and the figures that I've shared with you, it hasn't been a terrible business move. And in fact, since launching the new site, we've had several £5,000 weeks for the first time ever. So here are some of the things that I've learned from this rebrand. Shipping at a quiet time has upsides and downsides. It was really good for ironing. I can't say the word. Ironing. It was really good for ironing out the kinks and taking time to discover bugs without it impacting too many people. But the downside was that it was difficult to gauge how the redesign performed. You know, was it quiet because of the time of year or does our new website suck? And that really toys with me emotionally. It's only been since we moved into 2019 and normal services resumed that I can actually see the positive effects that it's had on conversion rate and cash flow and all that stuff. So that is something to be mindful of if you have a seasonal business. Launching at quiet time is good for ironing out the kinks and discovering bugs without impacting many people but it will be difficult to gauge how things are actually performing. I felt just as big a fear shipping the redesign as I did the day that I launched the business. And that was because things were working well with manual processes in the previous brands. Like I had my workflow refined. I was getting results and it was really tempting to just keep things the way they were instead of iterate. However, 
I was aware of the dangers of becoming complacent and resting on my laurels. And the best investment in any project is a good team. I can't take credit for the rebrand. I felt so useless throughout the rebrand. Um, that's all down to Scott, who was the design and developer, Vic, who was the illustrator, and Sabine, who was the copywriter. They have made this the success that it is. Now, as a bootstrapper, it can be really tempting to cut corners just to save a bit of money, but I would advise you not to do everything yourself and instead invest in a good team. And lastly, we increased sales not by adding new products, but by improving existing processes. So a lot of founders do fall into the trap of upselling or adding to their product line to improve cash flow. But maybe you can squeeze an extra 5% from conversions through iteration. Try that instead. So that's all from me today. I never know how to end these podcasts. I really should end it with a call to action. So here goes. I'm going to ask you for something. I have a newsletter. It's at iamashley.co.uk forward slash newsletter. I'll put a link in the show notes and I would love for you to sign up to that newsletter. And what happens then is you get an email from me when I release a or publish a blog post uh, and a podcast episode. And I'll also have a wee chat about what's happening in my life as well, mostly around the subject of bootstrapping a business as a solo founder. So if you're enjoying these episodes, you might enjoy my newsletter. Sign up to it and find out. All right, speak to you next week. Bye.